0: You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Susie Hunt. Unfortunately, Maurice can't join us for this one, but
1: we do have a guest joining us. Hey, it's Great Value Don D'Arazio, Susie's evil twin. It's (laughs) Mike from Count (laughs) Creepyhead.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, good sir, for this very special episode, as it is an unbirthday episode for Susie. Very, very uh, unbirthday. Indubitably.
1: This is that our is related uh, Susie. Thank you. <laughs> we're we're kicking your twenty third birthday.
2: It was great. I spent five hours um, at the tattoo shop. Got the Bride of Frankenstein on the back of my leg. It was oh, great.
1: That's sweet.
0: Yeah. Uh, and considering the uh, the theme this month, that's very ap- uh, very appropriate. Yes. Because <laughs> we are kicking off our month of Frankenstein movies with episode one fifty seven. This is Susie's pick: Frankenhooker. So this is something we've been wanting to get on the show for a very long time. uh it came out in nineteen ninety it's an hour and twenty five minutes directed by Frank Hennenlauter, who surprisingly enough we have not had any of his films on here uh but he, you would know him from the bassky case films as well as brain damage uh bad biology couple things um he's i I love his B horror movies they're just lots of fun but uh so little peek behind the curtain before we get things rocking and rolling. We actually did record this once already, and Maurice was part of it, but I think because of, what is it, Hurricane Ian? Is that its name?
2: Fucking Ian. I, like, Ian Zeering <laughs> from 90210.
0: <laughs> exactly. Pretty sure um, something happened at Skype because we had nothing but connectivity issues, call was dropping, weird echo effects, like, the footage is pretty much unusable. I mean, like, I'm not even going to throw it up on Patreon because there was just so many issues with it. It, it would It's like listening to Static. So hopefully <laughs> we're good for this episode. But we're going to go around the table and see what everyone thinks of this 1990 gem. Susie, as it's your, your own birthday pick, we're going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this?
2: I love this movie. I was late to the party seeing it. Um, first time I saw it, Shane and I didn't even have the house yet and he was playing video games and I was looking for something to watch on TV and it was at like I don't know like 10 11 o'clock on a Friday night or something and it was on like HBO or Showtime one of those And I'm like oh Frankenhooker! Hooker I'll check this out and I have loved the movie ever since I mean you got you got a pimp named Zorro you got exploding <laughs> hookers and we don't know why he's drilling his skull.
0: <laughs> What's not to love?
2: Right, right. And you have super drugs. <laughs> super crack. Super, super crack.
0: crack. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I am I'm a huge fan, but we'll, we'll get
1: to me in a sec. Mike, what are your thoughts on this? So, uh, fun fact... I kind of did an assessment uh a few years ago and I, I sat down and I thought of like my favorite directors, which are all horror movie directors essentially. And I was like, which one of their who with their filmography do I love every single film that they've made? Because every director has like a dud in their catalog, oh. at least one. And the only one that passed the test is Frank Hallamutter. I love every single movie he's done. Um, like George Romero has got some stinkers. Phil Hooper's got some stinkers. Wes Craven's got a ton of stinkers. John Carpenter's <laughs> got some bad ones. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman did some bad movies.
3: <laughs> Richard
1: Bant. No, like I love garbage movies, but there's some stuff it's just like, this is just boring. There's nothing right. that I like about this. Uh, but Frank's Frank Callenla's filmography, it's smaller, but I love every single film in his his catalog. Yeah. Um, and I saw this. Right when it came out, um, and that was just because I rented anything that was a horror movie that I hadn't seen yet. Um, and I, I love the Hotel Broslin universe that it exists in, because I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have mentioned it before. You're going to mention it again. The uh, Hotel from Basket Case shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got like re- recurring characters. I just, I love that dirty 42nd Street world that this movie takes place in. Um, and it, it definitely kind of shaped my sense of humor. And uh, my very strange taste in women. So (laughs) thanks, (laughs) Frankenhooker. Yeah, I
0: much like Susie, I was very late to the party with this one. Um, Yeah, I didn't see this until, God, it was sometime in the early 2000s. But uh, I I had seen clips of it. Like I knew of its existence. I just hadn't watched it. Um, and my first viewing of it, I, I fell in love. Like, it was it was as much fun as, you know, Brain Damage and the Basket Case movies. I just, I had a ball with it. I love Jeffrey Franken. Like, I love his character. Um, he's so fucking ridiculous. He cracks me up every time he's on screen. And, I mean, he carries the entire film. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't say enough fun about this film. It's much like many of the movies we cover. It's not... High cinema, but it's entertaining as hell. like there's there's not a single point in this film where I'm bored. so and that that really can you ask for anything
1: more than that just for a film to entertain you all the way through? No, and because of that, I would say this is high cinema. A lot of people don't appreciate the value of like the economics of a short horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, a horror movie that's well lit, great effects when you watch it, you know it's on a budget, you can appreciate that. It's entertaining. Like how many movies that are people consider, you know, 10 out of 10 have great, like long, boring segments in it? Oh yeah. Oh this absolutely. Is much like a hooker, <laughs> it's a fun time. <laughs> and it's quick.
0: Yeah, you know, Zoro said you gotta choose. You only got 30 minutes. That's right. Uh. And
2: the rest of us gotta go. We gotta get back to the work.
0: But uh but no uh, like yeah so overall I'm a huge fan. I, I think this is a great movie. I think this is one of those films that if you appreciate any kind of low budget horror, you owe it to yourself to watch this film it, at the very least one time. I mean I I don't see how you could not watch it a second time after seeing it the first cuz just for this show I watched it like four
1: times. So yeah, <laughs> it's Frank Hooker will stand up to multiple viewings and never mm-hmm. get oh, old. Yeah. And well, you can put Frank Lauder on the Mount Rushmore of low-budget horror movies.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. But uh, so I'm, I don't have a lot for the cast because a lot of them are just kind of like on the screen
1: one time and off. Can so I, the, the, oh, before you get going, mm-hmm. can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a a funny, fucked up, sad story involving a prostitute. Oh. Where do you want it placed? in this episode i mean no
0: time like the present i guess
1: do you want it now or do you want to end with it no no go for it so am i burying the lead did you want to get into the cast or anything first no we can get into that after it's cool okay so early 90s right around the time when this came out i'm gonna say 1993 Mm -hmm. as, as a safe estimate i am a teenager and I live in inner city Rochester. And I'm gonna paint a quick scene of this geography, then I'm gonna get to the story. Where I lived, I lived across from the Erie Canal, which is kind of like a local fixture in Western New York. Down the street and around the corner from my house in the city was the worst part of town because of a landmark called the Lyle Theater. The Lyle Theater was a local porn theater back when they had porn theaters. So, for whatever reason, sleazy men like to go in a theater, watch porn on the big screen and jerk off with other sleazeballs. okay. (laughs) As they left that theater, the hookers were waiting to get them and take whatever money they had left. The hookers liked to take these guys to a parking lot located at the canal right across the street from my house. So it was like this out of the way parking lot where you kind of pull in and you could like ride your bike up and down the canal in the city, or that mm-hmm. was the, the intention for it. But really, it was John's would take hookers there for whatever they did, played old maid, did their taxes. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so
2: played go fish.
1: Yeah. Hey-o. You know. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, it's a hot summer night. I'm 13 years old. I have nothing to do. So I'm up late. I this is one the one piece that always slips between my mind my, my I lose the details. I was either watching horror movies or playing video games because that's all I did in the summertime at night. Because mm-hmm. I'm a teenager. Why why would you go to sleep? You have no responsibilities. Yep. And then out of nowhere, I hear prep, rap, 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 rap on my front door and oh god, please, oh god, oh go please, oh please. And I'm like, what what the fuck? I don't know any better. I get up and I go to my front door and open it. And there is a young, very attractive woman in just Daisy Duke shorts. That's it. (laughs) Completely (laughs) nude. Not
2: even shoes?
1: No shoes. Just Daisy Dukes. No top. And this is my first time seeing boobs in the flesh. (laughs) Oh, my God. So she's freaking the fuck out. And she's a little scratched up. But all I can think of, and I say this out loud, is thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because there's this naked woman at my doorstep And immediately, I, because I've watched so many bad movies I'm thinking, like, I'm going to get laid This is how it happens This is how you do the sex uh, This girl's freaking out She's screaming, she's like, oh god, please help me Oh god, oh god, oh god And she just runs past me into my house And hides behind the couch My parents wake up because they hear the screaming They come downstairs They look behind the couch, there's a naked girl they look at me and they say, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm a 13-year-old kid and there's a naked girl hiding behind your couch. So I'm like, I, 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 I opened the door and she ran in. I don't know. My parents, because I'm uh, a teenage dirtbag, think I wouldn't got a hooker. <laughs> so my father, <laughs> my father being like king of the sh- pieces of shit, was like, I know what to do. I'll handle this. He calls his, He calls the cops. The cops show up. And they can't get the girl to come out behind our our, our couch. And <laughs> this couch, it's it was like a, a fifth generation hand me down. It was one of those like sectionals, where it's like one giant Tetris piece.
2: Did you? And try she's hiding behind the couch with a They lure
1: her out because we we couldn't pull the couch out. It was too heavy. So <laughs> a cop went down the street, got McDonald's and a carton of Newports. <laughs> got her to come out from behind the couch and explain what happened. This is where it gets dark and sad. The girl explains to the cops while she's like eating french fries and smoking cigarettes at the same time that one of the Johns tried to choke her and kill her while he was fucking here. Oh my god. God. She freaked out and like scratched the shit out of him, ran barefoot to my house. The only house that had the lights on because it was three in the morning and I'm the only one up and I'm playing video games. And the cops are like, "Okay, we're gonna get you out of here. We're gonna take this guy's information down." And this is around the same time. This is a little bit removed from a famous serial killer up here named Arthur Shawcross that was just killing prostitutes left and right. And that was Jesus. Like, yeah. This This is where it gets like dark and sad, but at the same time, is funny because a hooker coming into my house. Uh, the cops took her away, and my parents are like, they don't know what to say, so they're just like, "Just go to fucking bed." For the love of God, it's like four thirty in the morning at this point. <laughs> years, years later uh, I'm working at the Wegmans Down the street from where this incident Happened and the girl Who's clearly no longer A prostitute is grocery shopping So whatever happens She's okay but I have no Idea like the cops you don't ask the cops What happened after that point you can't follow up With them so I have no was idea she... like whoever tried to kill her I you know I don't know the details Like was she did she take something and Freak out nobody knows but That's the story of my first naked lady. <laughs> yeah. that, that is
2: insane. That is quite the
0: story. Wow. I, I mean,
1: uh, yeah, no, that's
0: freaking nuts, man. So anyways, I striking Frank- hooker. I'm I'm glad you <laughs> shared it because that's that's an appropriate story for this movie.
1: Um, it certainly is. <laughs> I used to leave out like the guy tried to kill her, and that she was okay because it did make it kind of like took the punchline out of the story, but. We're adults now, and if you just stop and think about the story, it's really fucked up, so I, I kind of have to give it the, the happy ending, but... Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> you want a happy ending?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the pearl necklace of the story. Uh, <sighs> they closed the theater, the hookers went away, uh, and it's just kind of a plain section of town now. But back in the day, it was just a hotbed for prostitutes. Uh, yeah. See now, I only ever ha- I have like a handful
0: of prostitute encounters downtown Niagara Falls, but the one that sticks out in my memory is <laughs> me and my dad were helping my grandparents. They used to live on Robinson Court, and and I'm sure Susie, you know where that is. Like it's it's yep. downtown. Oh yeah. Um, we were we were helping them put in some ceiling fans in in, in their house. So it's like we were there kind of late. We were heading home my dad stopped at a stoplight right at the corner of niagara and this woman starts yelling at him and he's like he doesn't know what the hell she's saying so he rolls the window down he's like what and she goes are you looking for some fun and he goes not with you and we just drove (laughs) away (laughs) (laughs) and like i'm just old enough to realize what the fuck just happened but not old enough to say anything to my dad about it so I just kind of like sat there quietly like, was, I think that was a prostitute.
1: <laughs> my, I've alluded to this before, but my father's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, something I, I'm fond of for um, in Frankenhooker are the accents because mm-hmm. I have family in New Jersey. And I would go visit family in New Jersey, and they lived close to Atlantic City. And my dad, for whatever reason, thought it was hilarious to take young Mikey on car rides to see hookers, not to like pick them up, but just be like, "Look at that one, look at that one. <laughs> He's got a lazy eye."
0: So he was doing what Jeffrey does, like, "Oh, this is the street." This is
1: pretty street. much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. God,
0: that's funny.
2: I don't have any fun like prostitute. I I don't think I've ever encountered a prostitute in the wild. I that- mean. <laughs>
0: I'm surprised, considering downtown Niagara Falls, uh, especially in this in the warmer weather, they come out. Right.
1: You guys have never wondered how Maurice gets all that extra money? <laughs> I mean,
0: he's the Zorro of Niagara Falls.
1: I I just assume that you know, you order a pizza with extra Maurice, you know what happens.
0: <laughs> I think the only time I've personally had like a speaking incident with with one of them. Is, uh, this is God back in like 2001. I had just been working at the hospital for a short period of time. I was leaving at like midnight and it was right at the corner of 10th and Walnut. I was heading home and there, there was a woman who ran up to my car. I had the window down. I was smoking a cigarette. She was like, Hey, Hey, can I get a ride with you? I was like, Oh no, it's all right. I, it's all right. She's like, what if I give you a hand job? And I went, no, I'm okay. And I just drove away. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I don't know. This could have been a prostitute. This
1: could have been just a psych patient. I'm not sure, but because it was right outside the hospital. Uber sure was crazy back in the day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, man, that's I I didn't know we were going to we were going to kick this episode off with prostitute stories. But uh, (laughs) that's a a hell of a way to kick off an episode. I mean, if there's ever a
1: time to share it. Now now. is
0: definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Oh, absolutely. I mean.
2: I had an encounter with a, a stripper outside of a ladies room at Alexander's in North Tonawanda and she was saying how she's upset that her C-section scar wasn't fully healed and she had to come back to work. So, I mean, oh, that's no. kind of sad. Oh, that
0: is. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of the strippers at uh, at the strip uh, club from Josh's bachelor party.
2: <laughs> Oh, yes. Didn't the one take Sean's glasses and stick them in her hoo-ha?
0: No, that was at my bachelor party. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, okay, so we're just going to share this here. <laughs> and then we'll the get
2: topic. into
3: the episode.
0: <laughs> so, all right, our our friend Sean, uh, he's gay, and um, but he's he was in my wedding party and all that, so he was coming with me and all the best men to go to the strip club. And we walk in, and right off the bat, the stripper targets Sean. It's like we're we're getting our table. And she just comes right up to him. She takes her his glasses off of his face, folds the arms down, literally dunks them inside of her, and then pulls them out and wipes the lenses off with her hair. Then goes to put them back on his face. And he just went, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are fucking dying. <laughs> this I mean because. That is an appropriate reaction if that happens to you. I don't care if you're straight, gay, or anywhere in between. It's th- no. You don't. If your glasses were up someone's hoo ha, you don't want them back on your face. That's how you get pink eye. Damn it. <laughs>
2: or green eye. <laughs> <laughs> or the dreaded eye. stink eye. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Brown eyes better than stink eye. Oh. I mean, it's not really, but... I was going to say, I think they're one and the same, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my oh. God, I'm
2: going to spit my water out.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully you guys are a little tripped down memory late, but uh, let's get into the cast of this uh, little gem here. So we have uh, Jeffrey Franken, played by James Lorenz. Uh, he was in Street Trash, Robo- RoboCop 3, NYPD Blue, and Becker. Uh, Elizabeth, played by Patty Mullen, uh, who we would know from Doom Asylum, which may one day show up on this show, if only to torture Maurice again. It it can be like Blood Rage Part (laughs) 2. Only I feel like me and Susie will will fall victim to it as well, unlike Blood Rage, which we both love. (laughs) Yes. Uh, She's also in The Equalizer. Then Jeffrey's mom, speaking of Blood Rage, is played by Louise Lasser, who we would know for Blood Rage, Laverne and Shirley, uh, Mary
1: Hartman, Mary Hartman, a bunch of Woody Allen stuff. All I couldn't place her. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was I, like, where the fuck have I seen her? I was like, oh, <laughs> like now I get it. Just picture her sitting on a floor in the
0: kitchen eating cold Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm. Out of the fridge, <laughs> just handfuls of green beans and potatoes. Uh, then we have uh, Honey played by Charlotte J. Helmkamp. She was in Poised for Murder, Fairway to Heaven, and Repossessed, which I, I love. Repossessed, it's such a stupid movie, but it's so much fun. And then we have Zorro played by Joseph Gonzalez, who was only in Brain Damage, which another Hen and Lauder film. Um, but for anyone who has not seen this and is listening to this episode wondering what the fuck we're talking about, uh, the basic plot is a failed medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiance by building her a new body made out of prostitutes. So it's it's a rather interesting idea, but it it's it truly is a fun Frankenstein movie,
3: mm-hmm. like it. And it,
0: uh, great effects
1: by Gabe Bartalos, by the way. Who... Thank you. I didn't look up who did the effects, but I love the the final sequence. He does he does all of Hellner's stuff past the first basket case, okay. Uh, but he also he's just he gets around and he's quite the character. If you ever watch extras on DVDs, he has like
0: his his some of his look is very screaming mad George. Like the stuff at the end of this really reminds me of Society. Yes. Yeah. Like it 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 fits like just right in that same milieu, which I I love. But um. So we open the film with Jeffrey Franken working on one of his creations. It's a brain with an eyeball and a jar of goo hooked up to some electrodes and a monitor. He's trying to get it to watch his hand, but the thing isn't moving. So he takes a scalpel and hammers it into its brain, and then the thing springs to life. (laughs) Suddenly, his soon-to-be mother-in-law pops up behind him and asks him to pass the ketchup. So right away, we know what kind of movie we're in for. I would love to have that as a pet. See, I... You know, I had mentioned this in the first recording. I want a replica of it, (laughs) like I really do. It's such a cool piece.
1: You know, look around because there's a there's a company that I got my um, they make Elmer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where I got my Morty puppet from. So you never know. Okay, I feel like I'm just gonna bug Josh until he makes it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Josh, where the hell is Frankenhooker? (laughs) Be like, come on, give us the brain in the jar. But I love it because he just she's completely unfazed by the brain in the jar and he just smiles and passes her the ketchup. So we find out that he's at a birthday party for his soon to be father in law. We meet Elizabeth, his fiance, and we get this whole sequence where she gets chastised by her mom for eating too many pretzels. Fat she ashamed. How, yeah, she's like, you know, watch your weight, you know, and we find out she's a compulsive eater.
2: You know what the mom is?
0: a real fucking bitch. I was just going to say she she is a real fucking bitch. She's like, I mean, first of all, and 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 I know I'm going to be repeating myself a lot, so uh Susie, I, I apologize cuz you already heard me ramble off. Okay. But it, it she's it's uh, Patty Mullen in a fat suit. And quote unquote fat suit. She's not even fat. She has like
1: hips and a butt. <laughs>
0: like desirable attributes <laughs>
1: so I'm like oh. I don't get it I liked Patty Mullen in a fat suit uh, yeah I mean J- just saying I'd take like Patty Mullen in a garbage bag I'd like <laughs> Patty Mullen <laughs> I'll take Patty Mullen any way you'll give me Patty Mullen I mean to be fair she's still absolutely gorgeous So,
0: but uh, yeah I mean in the fat suit I was like she's not fat what the fuck <laughs> but you know for the film she's fat um, but we have this whole conversation with her friend, which is hilarious, because she's talking about all the different diets she's tried, you know, like liquid diets, veggie diets, fruit diets, all that. Then she goes, I even let Jeffrey staple my stomach. <laughs> her friend's like, you you let him staple your stomach? Because she's like, well, yeah, I'm going to be married to him. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that, that's cool. Just allow surgery to happen because he's your fiance. I you know, just a little, oh. little... <laughs> there's a what? joke there somewhere. Just What's a <laughs> a little surgery between uh you know
1: between between newlywed adults you know
0: yeah
1: <laughs> we find out some here guys he... want some kinky shit other guys want to do elective surgery <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly but we find out here he's been kicked out of three medical schools and he works for jersey electric so which'll come back into play a little later so we 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 cut to the scene where they're giving the dad the birthday gifts and we find out uh, Jeffrey rigged up this lawnmower, which doesn't look like a lawnmower. It looks like a fucking <laughs> it's snowblower, a snowblower, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's rigged with a remote control. And uh, he's, I, I love this because there's this moment where Elizabeth is explaining how it works. And the mom just turns to the grandmother and goes, oh, he's always been so creative. And she just goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love it. It's hilarious every time. But Elizabeth shows her dad how it works. Jeffrey starts muttering like, oh, don't, don't turn it on and don't stand in front of it. You know, and she doesn't hear him. The mower starts up. It's coming toward her. He yells, you know, get out. In front. You're, you're on UHF. Move or whatever he says. And then everybody is covered with Elizabeth goo as she gets chewed up. Because she can't move. Yeah. <laughs> she turns and just she does like the hands on the face like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: such a great like you know what you're in for at that oh, point yeah. we get like, the a lawn gnome covered in blood like that's yeah, perfect. this is your final chance to get the
0: fuck out of here <laughs> 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 and realistically that's like some of the only blood in the entire movie yeah yeah the rest is like ghostbusters slime yeah mm-hmm. there's there's like no blood but uh, So we cut to Jeffrey going over plans to build a new body, and we see Elizabeth's head over the head of the blueprints. This is while the the opening credits and title card come up. But I love it. The whole time he's muttering calculations to himself, trying to figure out how to make his plan work. He's talking about the different voltage, and if he has this voltage, he'll get rid of those spider veins. He can't have the spider
1: veins. <laughs>
2: oh, we'll get rid of that mole too. Oh, but maybe it'll leave an indent or a hole. Uh, we'll, we'll go with it.
1: You know, it's sometimes so I don't know why or like where things come from in my head. Like I've always wanted my own mad scientist laboratory. Like bleh, bleh, laboratory, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to do any mad science shit, but I always just thought it'd be cool to have like a table with schematics and like a drawing of a body, and I could do what he's doing.
3: <laughs> and, do,
1: like, <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, I want jars of bubbling liquid. <laughs> And I don't know if it's from, like, all the Hammer horror Frankenstein movies I've watched, or if it's because of Frank and See, now, it's funny, because you mentioned that. I kind of pictured Josh's
0: toy lab like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Josh has got it down. You know, he's got the, the lab coat, the bubbling vials of goo, you know, the pressure pot bubbling it away. It's on a smaller scale with toys. Yeah. His, you know, his cats are like Igor. It, it works. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wasn't I mean, there a toy... In, like, the 90s, that was, like, a mad scientist lab?
0: Oh,
1: oh yeah. There's dozens. Well, there was the, the... mad scientist toys. There's Dr. Dreadful. Yep. Dr. Dreadful.
2: That's what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of good ones. That's,
0: that's something that's sorely lacking in today's toys. No mad scientist. But, uh, so, they, after he's done muttering all of his calculations, we see he gets up and he goes over to a copy of Grey's Anatomy... Which is funny because this is the second movie in a row we've brought up Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the last one, you know, you don't read it for fun. Um, but he opens it up and it's all hollowed out. And there's just a video cassette that says Elizabeth on it and pops it in the video in the uh, VCR. And we get the news report on Elizabeth's death, <laughs> which talks about how she was chewed up and like parts of the body are gone. And the reporter refers to her as the girthful fiance. I'm like, that's a horrible description. Yep. (laughs) And then she says she was reduced to a tossed human salad. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, but there's this moment on there where we see the reporter outside of Jeffrey's house. She knocks on the door and he's like, ah, why can't you leave people alone? And he just slams the door on her. And she throws her hands up like you can almost hear the. (laughs) <laughs> like kind of music? Like she's like,
2: oh well. He flips out because she asks about the bot, the missing body parts. He goes, I don't know where the head is. How should I know where the head is? Why don't, why don't, why
0: don't you leave people alone in their grief? <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Oh my god. I I, lo- I love his lines. Like he has so many good lines in this movie. His accent is so New York, Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> But he finishes watching the tape, and in comes Jeffrey's mom, trying to convince him to date that nice girl down at the supermarket that keeps asking about him.
2: <laughs> Do you want me to give her your number?
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to get back to normal, ma. Like, she lectures him about, like, it's not normal, you know, sitting in his room all, all day, you know, that he needs to get get his life together, go back to medical school. And he tells her he's done with medical school and all that. And he feels yes. like, you know, oh, good.
3: Sorry,
2: go ahead. Because I, I think like, it's coming up.
0: Oh yeah. He goes he goes on this long diatribe. Like he just she sits down and he like opens up to her. And this this is fucking hilarious. Cause he goes, Something's happening to me, Ma. I just don't understand. I can't think straight anymore. My reasoning is all twisted and distorted, you know? I seem to be disassociating myself from reality more and more each day. I'm antisocial. I'm becoming dangerously amoral. I've lost the ability to distinguish between right from wrong, good from bad. I- I'm scared, Ma. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm plunging headfirst into some kind of black void of sheer and utter madness.
2: Do you want like... a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> There's some egg salad in the refrigerator. It's about to go bad,
0: but it's still okay. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. Her delivery is perfect. And she's so like good. picking his
2: clothes up off the floor like she's going to go and do his laundry for him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man, I I laughed so hard at that.
2: And what (laughs) let's talk about the the hallway. What's with the like 1960s twiggy flowers (laughs) painted on the hallway?
0: (laughs) It's a hell of a house. (laughs) It really is. Oh, man. So she makes him promise not to stay up all night and she leaves with his laundry So he sneaks outside to the garage where he has his entire mad scientist lab set up. He goes over to a tank of purple liquid and begins talking to it, telling it how he's sorry he's late. And then he goes, do you feel like having Italian tonight? And reaches in for something. Smash cut to him having dinner with Elizabeth's severed head, hand, foot, and a few toes. And you notice her hair is not wet. Exactly. It's like, you just came out of the, what, what is it? The, the estrogen serum.
2: Yes. The estrogen serum, <laughs> which he's got to wear the gloves to take her head out. But mm-hmm. then we see that he doesn't have the glove on the one hand. He puts her arm back in later. Yeah. And he touches the goo, but then he's got to like, put the glove on the other hand to put her head in or whatever.
1: It's it's very strange. And yeah. every time they do that, it's played in reverse. Ah, okay. Oh. So he'll pull that, it out of the water, and it'll be dry. It's because they're just running it backwards. That makes sense. <laughs> it's still an odd
0: choice, but you know. Yeah. But uh, I love this because <laughs> he, he, he pours he the- her
2: wine. Yes, yeah. and slow. Easy does it. Uh, very good. Very good. I don't know why he's Jewish all of a sudden.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, is it, he's like very neat, very clean, as it's like pouring out of her neck stump. <laughs> Oh, my God. So he basically lays out his plan here. He tells her there's a storm coming and he plans to build her a new body and use the lightning from the storm to bring her back to life. So totally Frankenstein. Um, But there's this great montage where he has just like Hustler and Playboy photos with Elizabeth's head on it. He's like, can't you imagine yourself with
2: this body? Can't you see yourself (laughs) kneeling on Ma's couch in the basement? (laughs)
0: Oh, And he's like, I can give you any body you want, anything you can imagine. I just got to get the single, right parts.
2: Every single one of them has a tiny little picture of her head taped to it. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like slightly disproportionate to the body. Yep.
3: Oh, my God.
0: It's from his spank
2: bank. <laughs> right. Oh, what is that goo mixed with? Oh, no.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, my
1: God. His jizz is purple. <laughs> Well,
0: we find out uh, some of the stuff he does to himself in a minute, so maybe. <laughs> man, thought I was the only one. <laughs> Thanks, Frank Caplatter. Oh man! So then he he reads her this ridiculous poem called yeah. "Warning: Contents Under Pressure." He goes, "My heart is so packed, or my heart is packed so full of love for you <laughs> that I dreamed I exploded like aerosol cans sometimes do. I blew with such force that my bones became shrapnel." And leveled the town except a small chapel. My teeth flew like bullets. I didn't know what was happening. They killed everyone in sight except for the chaplain. And then, thanks to him, we were happily wed, even though at the time I think we were both dead. And then they finished dinner and he like tucks the note, the poem between her fingers and puts her back in the tank. I
1: was like, that's just such a random moment in the film. Susie, have you ever been serenaded with poetry like that before? <laughs> <laughs> actually
2: when i was in high school a boy wrote a poem and gave it to me and it was it was not quite to that extent but it was it was something
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it bad goth poetry
2: it was it was bad but it wasn't goth poetry <laughs>
0: Oh, God! if I ever find like because I, I mean, a lot of my old stuff when I moved out of my parents is just in boxes in the basement. If I ever go through those and find my old uh, journal that I wrote my bad goth poetry and I'm just going to fucking burn it <laughs> like nobody needs to see that shit
1: that you're going to share I, it. I, oh, hell I, no!
2: I wrote a poem my senior year of high school and it's like so into like Marilyn Manson and like mm. Ministry and Nine Inch Nails. And I wrote this poem in, for English class and I volunteered to get up and read it in front of the class. And the teacher asked me if I wanted to go see the guidance counselor after.
1: <laughs> that that happened to me. Absolutely. I, I wrote one good poem and I thought I was like a poet. Mm-hmm. I, a teacher was like, well, this is really good, Mike. You should keep this going. So I was like, oh, I see. This is my career. <laughs> and I wrote some like, <laughs> Over dark goth cure shit, where it was like, "Blood fills the wound, tears fill my heart." Like I had no idea what I was doing, and then the teacher read it and they're like, "Yep, this boy's gonna kill himself. Why don't you go talk to the guidance counselor?" <laughs> oh man!
0: Thankfully, I never had that encounter. I never let anyone read my poetry because <laughs> I knew I even knew
1: it was bad at the time. Oh, I was. I the guidance counselor was club. like, "No, no, no! This kid's just a weirdo."
2: <laughs> I was part of a poetry club in college, and we—I'm—I'm I'm a published poet, actually. We put out an anthology.
1: Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah. really cool.
2: And the poem that I was asked if I wanted to see the guidance counselor was published in that too.
1: <laughs> so fuck that guy.
2: Right. <laughs> No, he was re- actually really cool. He would bring his guitar in sometimes, and he would serenade the class with this song called "Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road." <laughs> it was it was really great.
0: See, the the only time I, I had had like a teacher comment on my writing, it was actually in ninth or no eighth grade because I was still in middle school. Um, we had had to do like a uh, you know kind of a creative writing type report. And I wrote this creepy horror story about a kid being bullied. It's a very monkey's paw thing. You know, he find he gets this charm from, like, a little evil shop that disappears, That whole, filled with fucking horror tropes. But basically, he ends up summoning this demon that kills all the kids that were bullying him. And then he has, you know, it's like it ends with the kids smiling, like, looking at their dead bodies. And my teacher thought it was a good story. He's like, you should look into how to publish this. So, I never did, but... Whereas
2: today, you're put on a government watch list.
0: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, you know, those 8th graders talking about murdering kids with a summoned demon, and they're just like, that's cool, keep it up!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for the teachers that are horror nerds. They're like, oh, no, no. Right. He's not going to kill anybody. I like this shit. (laughs) 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 I pay my taxes,
0: damn it, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, but so... We cut back to Jeffrey going over his plans and getting flustered about what he needs to do. You know, how he needs to get... Meaning he needs to get parts from somebody so Elizabeth can live, which means someone has to die so she can live. He turns on the Weather Channel and sees he only has two days before the big storm. So he's running out of time to find parts. Also, the weatherman here is uh, John... Was it Zachary? Old horror host of Shock Theater? Yes. Mm -hmm. Zacharelli. Zacharelli, thank you. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. I was Uh... like... I had to look it up
1: because I'm like, I know this guy. Where the fuck do I know this guy? So He was a fixture at horror movie conventions for a long time. And he never would break character. That's awesome. So it was always cool to see in this like. Kind of smells like booze. Creepy old guy. With like goth makeup. <laughs> just <laughs> creeping around conventions. Like hello there. Blah, and you just be like. <laughs> fuck? You know, it's like. He'd be hanging out with like the actor who played Eddie Munster and it, it, it's just <laughs> cool seeing stuff. Like oh,
2: that. Butch Patrick was in the Munsters movie. Oh, Should I have
1: to watch Mike I have like to watch it, Mike, I have, right, to watch it we'll still. have to
0: wait till Mike watches it yeah. I'm I'm yes. gonna, we're gonna have a family movie night tomorrow night. We're okay. gonna watch
2: it. All right, no spoilers.
0: Um, but yeah, no, as far as like I, I love horror hosts. I mean, we all have our favorites, I'm sure. Mine is definitely Joe Bob. But I mean, you know, we have Svengooly and Elvira and all that. like it's just I don't know, horror hosts are fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, the, this, this part is what we were, we were hinting at. This is the only part of the movie I genuinely don't like because it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. It, Jeffrey complains about how he needs to relax. He goes, some people need drugs. Some people need booze. I just need a bit of surgical assistance. He gets a, well, first of all, why does he keep his drill bits in a bowling bag with a bowling ball? <laughs> that cracks
1: me up every time. Cause I'm always <laughs> like, why does he need a bowling ball? And then I realize it's for the drill bits. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes over to that like little uh,
0: brain model, and he's like looking at all the different pins, and he's like, you know, two oh eight, no, 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 five (laughs) twelve. And then suddenly he's like, oh, goodbye, two twelve. And he grabs the drill and drill, like bores into his skull, and starts coming up with a plan. No, none at all. But the whole time he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some stewardesses, yeah, stewardesses," and he's like going on about like how he's gonna get them and they're gonna, he's gonna use their parts. And he's like, "No, no, no, that's stupid. That's too okay." The, the 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 hole is already bored. Let me try this again. And He sticks the drill back in. And he's, he talks about how there's already women out there who are selling their bodies, so why not go to them? And it's like, I, got, ugh.
2: I have my Christmas Club account.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes. <laughs> I'll, I'll need money. <laughs> So now we we cut to Jeffrey driving around Manhattan, excitedly checking out the prostitutes wearing pedo bear <laughs> glasses. Oh my God! Yes, he they look like Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. <laughs> 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 They're those really big.
2: Oh my God! I'm I'm picturing her in this scene driving the car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, her, her and Phil Donahue. They're the they're, they're cruising. Um.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Frank and Hooker with Phil Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Bonnie, oh, the Hookers will be Ricky Lake. I was just going to say, is Ricky Lake part of the Hooker? Jerry Springer is the Zorro. <laughs>
0: Wait, no, no, wouldn't Steve be the Zorro?
2: Oh, yeah, Steve would be the Zorro. Jerry Springer would be the hotel clerk.
0: Yeah, or the little weaselly guy that picks up Frank and Hooker.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh,
0: oh. oh, damn. That's Coming a trip down Christmas memory lane. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who would Maury Povich play? Oh, God. No, wait. No, no, no. Ori would have to be Zorro so he could go, and that is not your arm. (laughs) Geraldo's got to be thrown in there, too. What's
2: that? Geraldo has to be in there, too.
0: (laughs) Geraldo Zorro. The Franken-hooker would would have his mustache. Yes. (laughs) Whew. Okay. Oh, damn. All right, so. He's he's cruising around looking at these different prostitutes like, oh, look at the legs on her. Look at that one. he's like Oh, this is the street. This is definitely the street. He pulls down the street and starts awkwardly talking to Honey, one of the prostitutes. And he's like, I, I need to find a girl with good parts. And I'm looking for a lot of good parts. And she just pops her tits out. And he looks so nervous.
2: stem titties. She's like, like, I got all the right parts in all the right places.
0: And he's like, oh yeah, those are those are those are some good parts right there. That's good parts. <laughs> Let
1: me ask you a serious question. Does try... nudity in this movie bother you? No. Okay. I mean, I <sighs> got some fan, like some friends that are uh, female horror movie fans. When it comes to a movie like Frankenhooker, they they're just they nope the fuck out. They're like, nope, nope. And there's other people who see it for what it is and they love it.
2: Oh, it's yeah. curious, it's like, it's
1: camp. Yeah. It's yeah. what
2: helps make it campy and, and hilarious. Especially, well, we'll get to this part, but when he's picking out the parts back in the lab.
0: Oh, yeah. Mutt <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <I mean>, Jeff. <laughs> we got to be honest here. All nudity and comedy go hand in hand. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are so many examples of great nude scenes in comedies. So it's like when you're doing a horror movie like this, where like, yeah, it's it's a horror movie, but it's really fucking like it's
1: a comedy. It's a horror comedy. I think the the notion that I've always gathered and I'm not going to like claim that I know what the fuck I'm talking about because I'll probably get in trouble. mm. But I think they don't like the unrealistic standard that horror movie nudity sets of like, no, not all women look like this. Therefore, fuck these movies. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Unless there's, mean, like, an equal distri- uh, distribution of dick and boobs. So, like, a movie like Slaughter High, it's okay <laughs> because they throw some wang in there for you. <laughs> I mean,
0: again, that scene was fucking hilarious. I- I'm sorry, nudity and comedy go hand in hand. Yeah.
2: See, the thing is, you it could be said that any movie with female nudity tends to set unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. for me. I just, I take it for what it is like. Okay. Kate, Kate Winslet for, for example, she was never like the, like the cookie cutter Hollywood Hollywood star. She's Mm -hmm. always been like a little, she's always been a big girl by Hollywood standards. Right. But she did that. She did the topless scene in Titanic. And how
0: how many young men paused that movie on VHS?
2: Exactly. So I I don't know it for personally it does not bother me.
0: Yeah, well, it's like I'm, I feel the same way with like the whole Wang nudity. Like I remember when uh, we saw Twenty Eight Days Later in the theater, and it was a packed theater, and we open up with with Killian Murphy naked in the hospital bed, and like you could hear this grumble of men throughout the audience. Like, I don't want to see that. It's like. Dude, you have a dick. Like, do you just not look at it? (laughs) How do you watch yourself? (laughs) Like, what if you see it? You are like, oh god, I am okay. Like, does your Audi become an innie if you look at it? Right. I am like, why the fuck do you care? (laughs) So, I've never understood that that concept of like nudity bad mer. Like, eh, fuck it. But I will agree that the unrealistic standards. That's that's a whole nother conversation. Like, we we need to. have have more nudity of all shapes and sizes. Put it all in there. I don't care.
2: <laughs> and I mean, there's nothing really unrealistic about these hookers. No, <laughs> they got sandy tits just like I do.
0: <laughs> well, I think the unrealistic aspect from this movie would be more or less the idea that he's trying to to choose the parts from each one that's the best part. You know, so it's kind of like, ah, uh, okay, you're trying to make the quote unquote perfect woman by piecing together a woman out of parts
2: haha ha, and we will revisit this but on the flip side later this month this is true mhm
0: i'm looking forward to if you can
2: if you can't find a friend make one that was yep. my live journal icon i a, remember that with that saying <laughs> that's how much i how long i've loved this movie that movie
0: you know i don't think i've watched that since about like 2005 2006 somewhere around there so it's it's gonna be interesting for me to to check it out again. I remember really liking it. It's just one of those movies that has kind of slipped from my rotation
1: over the years. You gotta watch the follow-up that she directed with Lucky McKee, the director Roman. It's it's a good like one, two. What is it called? Roman, I think it's called. No shit. I never knew that was a thing. I'm gonna have to put yeah. I'll
0: right. write this down because I'm always looking for horror movies to watch. Um so An-
1: Roman uh, Angela- like
2: Like the Romans Empire, Roman
1: Mike, you can delete this up, but let me, um, let me find the exact title of the movie. So she's done some directing, Mm -hmm. and um, I remember loving May so much that I was like, Angela Bettis, she's the best, yeah, no, she's really good. Um, and like I've gone down the rabbit hole of the woman, uh, as well which has like its own franchise of films that nobody ever cares about. Uh, shit shit shit. I really like Director. Liked... I'm sorry, oh, I really no, like the uh... Yeah, Roman. It's R-O-S-A-N. it's kind of harder to find it. It's like an early 2000s uh, indie. But hmm. it's fun.
0: We have to look this up. Now I, I really liked her in uh, the
1: Toolbox Murder remake. Yeah.
2: Oh, and, and Kristen in, like, Bell is in that movie too.
1: She's Amen. in some movie with that I keep forgetting to watch uh, where she's like a hospital. Like she's a, a nurse that just came out. And it's like a, like a one crazy night horror movie, black comedy. Hmm. Shutter has it. And I was Ghost like, of I the Ozarks? Angel- no, shit. She plays like this head nurse and it's just like a fucked up night that she <gasps> 12 had.
2: 12 hour shift.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: I'm on her IMDB page. Let's say I'm. I'm actually going to her IMDb page now. She no. She's she's great. I, I I've enjoyed her in pretty much everything I've seen her in. But let me see here. How many movies has she directed?
1: Just two. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Ah, uh, let's see here.
0: I forgot she was in Dexter. Roman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Masters of. That's the thing. I couldn't remember. I was like. I kept thinking that there was like some kind of like short horror movie thing that she was a part of sick girl masters of horror yes that, yes that was that was cool i liked that episode That was one of the bugs yep okay all right well enough uh enough <laughs> enough, enough sidetrack here
2: we'll talk about her later this month
0: we will in indeed. more
2: detail i'm just jotting these movies down i,
0: I okay. this, this this may or may not stay in i'm not sure <laughs> so
2: well at least but, for the patrons
0: yeah. Oh, it'll be there for the patrons at the very least. But so anyway, he's he's checking out the lady with all the right parts and all the right places and Then he's he's trying to, like, explain that, he, you know, what he's looking for. And she goes, you got any money? And he goes, oh, I, I got money. I got And He pulls out this wad of cash and she's like, woohoo, and runs around to the side of the car and he locks her out.
1: She's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing that she didn't rob him.
0: I know, right? She's like, come on, let me in, let me in. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I need a lot of girls. I need more girls. She goes, how many? He goes, I don't know, uh, a couple more girls. And then she calls over Amber. And he explains that he wants to have a party for his brother, which I, we'll get to this, but he keeps bringing up his brother who never makes an appearance. <laughs> He's like, I need about six or seven girls. He goes, I want to have a beauty contest. And they go, well, you'll have to talk to Zorro first. So now we cut to the girls arriving at a nightclub to speak with Zorro. It's (laughs) it's dingy and grotesque and filled with wonderful background characters. It's Um, every goth club I've ever
1: been to.
2: I was going to say the bathroom, (laughs) the bathroom makes the bathroom in Candyman look like
0: pristine. Right. And I don't know. It was very much like the Continental Bathroom. It
2: it really was. Right there, down to the stall door that doesn't stay closed. Yep.
1: The golf club in Rochester is called Vertex, and the men's uh-huh. bathroom, it just has a huge trough. Like you're going to, like, a football game.
3: Oh, I hate those. <laughs> I hate
0: those
1: fucking so fucking disgusting. And there's no every, toilets. Yeah, I was going to say, every time I see one of those trough things, I'm like, nope, I can hold it. <laughs>
0: is, like, verte- is Vertex still open?
1: You know, i too old to know. <laughs> I think oh, so because okay. uh, there's another like a big alternative uh, bar in Rochester called the Lux um, and the Bug Jar and I used to live above Lux that's still open because they had a fundraiser recently to stay open um, so they're doing okay they made it through COVID I don't know about Vertex hmm. I know the the goth bars around here have closed right I know yeah. Continental closed and then Diablo opened and then closed again um and then it, i don't it, I'm, I'm too old to stand in the shadows while the cure plays and <laughs> there's a strobe light you know it, Like it, it's, i've moved on
0: can't handle watching the mirror dancers anymore i
1: just uh, no I I, i've never had good experiences at got clubs
2: i demonstrated mirror dancing last summer for my brother and my sister
1: because my <laughs> sister
2: is really into depeche mode now yeah. um uh-huh. And my brother was so embarrassed. He was like, please stop. Please don't tell me that you actually went in public and did this. And I'm like, yeah, I
1: did. Yep. like, that's what you have to do. Or you have to be like a creeper in the shadows. (laughs) The only thing people can see from you is like the light on, like like the cherry on your clove cigarette. Yep. Yep. See, now, I I
0: know, uh, Susie, you know this story, but I'm going to, I'm just going to fucking tell it here because I don't think I've ever told it on the air, but Went to the Continental when I was, I think, yeah, I was around 20. And because um, I remember having to have my hand stamped that I couldn't drink, that whole thing.
2: Oh, they but, ID'd you?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, they didn't <laughs> ID me. I never got ID'd when I went there.
0: Uh, I, I, I think the women, they were had like. because I boobies. Yeah, they were like, come on in. They were like, hey, fat kid, you're a nerd. You stand out. <laughs> but, so, i So it was me and little Mike, we went. So he's, he's dancing. He's having a good old time. I'm standing in the corner doing the goth thing, just smoking a cigarette, (laughs) smoking my clove. And this big burly dude, like he was like six foot something, comes lumbering over and leans next to me and puts his arm kind of like around me, not touching me, but just behind me up against the wall. And he leans in and goes, do you know how to kiss? (laughs) So. My immediate thought is, if I say yes, he's gonna kiss me. If I say no, he's gonna want to teach me. I'm like, oh god, and he's big enough to make me his bitch. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just was like, um, I'm I'm not into that. I, 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 I thank you, but I'm not into that. <laughs> like I was I was so like, what do I do in this situation? And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm very sure. Thank you, but I, I, I'm okay. <laughs> I walked away, and he, wa- he you know I looked back. He was watching me the whole time I was leaving. I just went downstairs cause I didn't know what else to do. And I'm, I'm sure you guys, or well, I'm sure Susie, you remember the downstairs was that mm-hmm. big circular bar. And then yep. they had the, the little stage. Yep. The band that was playing, I can only describe as a cross between Garth Brooks and guar. Cause he had <laughs> a cowboy hat and the little head microphone, but giant spiked shoulder pads with like foam latex skulls on them. And he was just, it was like, he was screaming into the microphone. So I'm watching this just kind of mystified by the whole look. And do you remember the the little person bartender that yep. they had there? So he was behind the bar. Someone came out and I, I don't know if gave him his break or whatever, but he got out on the dance floor. And, you know, I apologize for using this term. I know it's not politically correct, but this is the first time and only time in my life that I saw a midget midget punching. He was doing the hardcore dance called midget punching where you punch down. <laughs> But it was a little person doing it, and I was just completely mystified. <laughs> I'm like, "I'll well, never see this again."
1: He, I mean, like, he kind of owns that, right? Yeah, exactly. You it, call it that, <laughs> right? It good for but him.
0: It was, <laughs> it was such a random night. <laughs> it was like, but yeah, so that—that's my goth club experience, and that's how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that that meeting is uh, is, is much less impressive. That was at Denny's. (laughs) Oh, back in the day when we all hung out at Denny's because there was nothing else to do for a bunch of Niagara Falls hooligans. Yep. But anyway, back to the movie. Uh, Back to the bathroom. Yeah, so before we get in the bathroom, uh, we meet Spike, the bartender, who is like this grizzled old lady. And we see this just old... Dancing stripper, just shaking in the background, titties out, belly out, and there's just this biker throwing ones at her the entire time. And every time we see this bar, she's still dancing, like she's in every scene. I love it.
2: She that she just maybe she's a, an automaton.
1: <laughs> there's, she's uh, like an uh, there's a t- place t- like that in Rochester called the Barrel. They have an old just- lady stripper. It's, like, the strippers nobody else will take. But there's oh, no. no other strip clubs, so they kind of just, like, they stayed open out of, like, cheap beer and the experience of just being around, like, older, grizzled strippers. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, some people like them fresh and young. Some like them to look like an old boot. You know, it's just... <laughs> different, <laughs> different strokes, different folks. Oh. I mean rule 34. You know this is a
0: thing. So Yeah. Oh man. But the the entire sequence here, like they have to they have to go back to the bathroom where Zoro apparently holds court.
1: Um, but <laughs> what a horrible court. Is, is there a I guy know, that's right? his job like they do the pan through quick. His job is just to hold the door from falling off the hinges while another guy fucks Is banging. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And she's barking.
0: She just yep. keeps going. Ruff, ruff.
1: <laughs> but as
0: they're going through, Jeffrey's just muttering. He's like, Oh, is it a nice place? And yeah, he, oh, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> he's just like mumbling. They're like you can tell that it was just ADR work they did later. <laughs> but he gets to the bathroom and this lady puts her leg up, blocking him. And he's like, Oh, so I, I just go under your leg. I gotta go onto your leg. And he just crouches down and goes under her leg. <laughs> but he meets Zorro, and this cracks me up too. Zoro's standing there and there's just this big bald dude like yelling in his
1: ear about his drugs like going off about how bad is is that his name (laughs) I I just look at him every time I see like that guy's kind of like Rasputin (laughs) but it goes nowhere he's just sort of there
0: well he's yelling at Zoro about his shitty drugs and it's almost like he's taunting him, like, like, fuck you. Like, yeah, prove to me your drugs are, are good. You know, that kind of thing. And Zoro just holds up a bag of crack. Dude grabs it and runs away like a squirrel to go smoke it in the corner.
3: <laughs> it's like, what? what? How does he okay. go? Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, he's like, boop, boop,
0: boop. <laughs> <laughs> so they start talking to Zoro about getting girls for the party. So Zoro drags Jeffrey over to the corner, gives Honey some crack, and she goes running off. And he tells her, you know, he'll set him up, you know, he'll give him a good deal, get him some, some of his ladies. And then Jeffrey's like, uh, "How much for one of those little baggies?" And he goes, "Oh, this." And he pulls out a bag of crack. And he's like, "Yeah." Smash cut to Jeffrey yelling at the TV, watching like a Morton Downey Jr. type program with, um, forget her name, but she was the neighbor in Basket Case.
1: Yeah, she's uh, yeah local cable access host uh in new york city that was friends with frank helen she was like a fixture on 42nd street she passed away a few years ago unfortunately oh uh, i i love her in basket case she's hilarious yeah, she's great but, uh yeah no she's she's talking about
0: uh prostitutes and how and how like all these women are dying they're addicted to, to drugs and all this stuff and of course the morton downey jr stand-in is just kind of like mocking her and making fun of him And jeffrey's yellow he goes she's right don't laugh that crack shit is killing him and then he picks up this giant jug and goes, the super crack will do it a lot quicker and without any pain.
1: <laughs> they call yeah. it like STEM or something. It's like Nuke from RoboCop 2. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, it's,
1: he reverse
0: engineered crack to make it more potent. <laughs> yes. But I love this, this moment. It's like, it's my favorite bit of acting in the entire movie. Cause it's so bad. We cut to a tape of Zorro yelling at one of the prostitutes. She's like, look at how bad these women have it on the street. And there's a woman just up against a wall and Zorro standing in front of her, just slowly thumping his arm on the wall, going, where's my money? You got my money, bitch. Where's my money? Give me my money. (laughs) (laughs) And she's screaming, no, no, leave me alone. And Jeffrey sees the woman as Elizabeth. (laughs) He's, he's like, (laughs) like his scream is hilarious. And then he grabs the drill. He's like, you need to do the drill again. You'll calm down. You'll calm down. <laughs> so he drills his head. And he goes on about, he's rationalizing what he has to do. He goes, uh, he's like, it's not like I'm actually killing him. I'm just, I'm just putting crack in in their presence. And, you know, if if they don't want to do it, they could just say no. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. And so he then tests the super crack on a guinea pig while hitting on it. You know, like you do. <laughs> Right. (laughs) he's taking the guinea pig he's like oh you're so pretty you're so pretty look oh look at how beautiful you are (laughs) and the the guinea pig apparently inhales and then fucking explodes into four cotton
3: balls
0: (laughs) 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 so cut to the next night jeffrey picks up the prostitutes and they head off to the hotel where we meet all the gals and i love how all of them just like A couple of them have their tits just out. One has like one tit out and one tit covered.
2: And then there's the ginger poodle. I don't know why, but she fascinates me. Yeah, she's got the poodle hair. The poodle hair and like weird teeth. Like her mouth is weird, like from sucking too much cock. Like, you know how they say don't give a baby a binky because their teeth will get all messed up? (laughs) It's like she has a cock binky. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy crap <laughs>
1: she chipped that... your teeth on some dick
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: oh my god
1: oh shit that was funny
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got all Oh, um, uh, but yeah she's she's the one that's got she's got the tattoo and he's like oh that's unfortunate he's like she goes, if you don't like that one, you should see the one by my crotch. <laughs> like, It's like, Jesus. But Jeffrey's dressed like a doctor and uh, Honey introduces him as, as Jersey boy and says he wants to play doctor. And I'm sitting here going like he mentioned to them that he wants to throw a party for his brother, but it's just him. Right. So, where's his brother? But now we get this wonderful montage of Jeffrey inspecting the girls' bodies. He's measuring their thighs, you know, checking their feet, all that. And we get this close up, like a magnifying magnified glass on a boob.
2: And, and he he just, pokes the nipple in. He's like, very nice, very nice.
1: Very buoyant.
2: <laughs> and then every he time puts I a... see that
1: scene, I have to go boop.
2: Yep. <laughs> and then he puts a check mark on the ass, which we'll see again later. Yes.
0: We just like we pan up and we see just butt cheeks on the screen, <laughs> and then a little sharpie check mark. But so the girls tell Jeffrey that the time is pretty much up. They say, "Yeah, ha- Zorro said you have thirty minutes to pick, but you got to pick because the rest of us got to get out there to the streets and work." And he's he can't decide. He's like freaking out, and they start yelling at him. They're like, "Are we getting paid?" And he's like, "You want money? Fine, have your money." And he throws the bag at him. Well, they open it up and they see the super crack in there.
2: <laughs> and all of a sudden it was a b y o c p bring your own crack pipe party
0: <laughs> you're not wrong because they go into a full-on crack frenzy
2: <laughs> and they're like holding him down on the bed and they turn oh my god when she turns the music on he's like oh no Not the devil's music.
0: (laughs) And it was just like basic soft rock. (laughs) It was like 70s AM radio. Oh my God. (laughs) He's like, no, 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 don't do that. That's only for the (laughs) winner. So now while that's happening, we see Zorro arrive in the lobby waiting for the girls.
2: He's awful sweaty too.
1: (laughs) He really is. And he's just like, like, do they film this in like the most humid summer ever? Because everybody's sweating (laughs) nonstop. Right.
0: (laughs) But I love it because he comes in and the little old man's like, oh, hiya Zoro, How you doing? He's like, I'm just waiting for my bitches. So we get this montage of naked dancing girls, like, you know, flipping out, smoking crack. And then I love the two girls that go over to the bed and start making out. He's like, oh no, don't do that. It's not natural. It's making you do things that are not natural. Like what the fuck? But then they're not even making out. They're
2: like tongue jousting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And how is he worked up because he was showing his dead girlfriend like hustler pictures earlier in the movie?
3: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> oh my god. It's freaking ridiculous. But so Zorro hey. gets oh good. No, go ahead, go ahead. Zoro gets pissed about waiting and he like punches the counter off and scares the little old clerk. And then starts stomping his way upstairs.
2: And then Ginger Poodle is sitting up against the wall and she's like sweating more than anybody else. Yep. She's like, is it hot in here? And then all of a sudden she turns into a mannequin and explodes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's totally like from Dusk Till Dawn. Yes. Has,
1: oh, I fucking love it. So, yeah, we One get an my favorite parts button. of the movie because it just keeps going and going and going.
0: They just, one by one, the different hookers are exploding. And, like, I love it. There's the one that is crawling toward the door as Zorro's pounding on it. And then she just, like, freeze frames and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeffrey gets up and he's looking. He's like, oh, the humanity. And Honey comes up behind him. And she goes, Jersey boy. And he turns. And she's got this grimace on her face and just pops right as Zorro busts the door open. And her head just flies out and headbutts him. <laughs>
2: Because she had a knife in her hand, too.
0: Yep. Oh, my God. That's now
2: stuck. Was it stuck in the wall? I think so, yeah. Or on the table or something? Oh, my God.
0: So Jeffrey starts apologizing to the corpses of the room, telling him how he'll fix all this. He'll put them back
2: together. There are dead holes
0: in the bed. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. So for anyone that's never seen Four Rooms, there's, (laughs) there's this fantastic sequence where the bellhop moves the mattress of a bed and finds a dead hooker in the box spring. <laughs> and he's yelling, there's dead fucking hole in the mattress. Me <laughs> and Jess went to uh, 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 Pittsburgh one time to visit her best friend. And this is years ago. And we rented this terrible little room from a motel. And it stunk. Like, we were trying to figure out what the fuck the smell was. And we're walking around. And the first thing I did was walk over to the mattress and lift it up. And Jess was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, look- I'm looking for dead whores. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, we we eventually got another room. Like, it, it honestly smelled like a rat died in, like, the vent or something. It was awful. But, oh, man. just <laughs> Dead whore in the mattress. But And where
2: do you get all the fucking, like, lawn and leaf bags? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, because he starts bagging up all the parts. He's like. I'll put you back together. I'll I'll fix you. I gotta fix Elizabeth first, but but I'll fix you. He bags them up in garbage bags and starts throwing them over the fire escape and like cringing as they're hitting the pavement.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, the unrealistic expectations that this movie sets that you can Frankenstein the perfect woman together on your own.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. He takes the body bags and runs home to his lab in Jersey. (laughs) He's like, I'll I'll fix all of you. I got an estrogen based serum. (laughs) He runs into the lab. So this is kind of where act one ends. What are you guys thinking at this point? Oh, my God. (laughs) I I
2: think it's pretty self-explanatory that we're loving life right now.
0: Oh, God. God,
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like this deserves to be watched with like a plate of burnt bagel bites <laughs> and, you know like <laughs> this is Don't a pretty movie pizza
2: in the morning pizza in the evening pizza at supper time when pizza's on a bagel you can eat pizza anytime <laughs> Yay!
0: man i haven't had those in forever <laughs> oh shit so yeah I, I mean overall i'm i'm fucking loving this uh i have to say Zorro is a god-awful actor um i love his scenes because he's so bad but he's awful all and these that, lines are ADR too if you watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, the drill, God, that that it genuinely freaks me out. Like it's it's like nails on a chalkboard to me when I see it. I'm like,
1: ah no, stop. Like, Is I just, it because you just watched the Dahmer show on Netflix? Haven't watched it yet. Oh,
2: um, I I'm on episode eight. I can't that's a show I can't just sit down and binge watch.
1: Yeah, it's too fucking depressing. And I love yeah. serial killer stuff, but I, I watch it like after each episode, I want to take a shower. <laughs> uh,
2: there's one episode. I don't know how far along you are, um, Mike, but the and the Tony Hughes episode.
1: That the, yes, def- the next one. Okay.
2: Oh, I had to stop after that one.
1: I um, God, I'm not, I just finished the episode where he kills the kid, where they see okay. his boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, so I definitely want to watch it, but yeah, no, it's, it's not, it's not that that freaks me out. I just, there's just some things in films that like it makes you uncomfortable. Like the scene in the house of wax remake where the girl gets her fingertips snipped. Like Ew, I can't, yeah. I can't watch that. Yep. Or like stir of echoes where we see the fingernails pop off on the floor. Uh, like, ah. nope. <laughs> see that stuff. Nope. Like that, the drill falls, falls into that category for me where I'm like, ah, come on, stop it. So, Pretty
2: much the entire second half of Martyrs.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. even though that's
2: a fantastic yeah. movie.
0: But still, so I really <laughs> like pork
1: chops. <laughs> well, <my refrigerator's> like. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that, but well, Mike, when you watch Dharma, you'll understand. Yeah, gotcha. I really
2: like cooking pork chops, and my family keeps sending them to me.
1: Like it's just running. It's I don't know if it's in, like it's a joke, but. Every episode, they have Jeffrey Dahmer almost get caught, and his fucking excuses just get dumber and dumber. <laughs> and it's always something to like cover the smell of rotting meat. And in the first episode, somebody's like, "What's that smell?" And he's just like, "So I really like pork chops." <laughs> it's just so fucking
2: <laughs> random. stupid. Yeah.
1: And it's Niecy Nash. It
2: Niecy Nash is his neighbor, and I, I love her. She was in Reno nine one one. She's the best.
0: Yeah. I, I, I gotta watch this. I like I said, it's it's one of those things that's on my list, but I just haven't gotten there yet. But uh, so we open up act two, we get this wonderful montage scene of Jeffrey putting Elizabeth's new body back together as he goes through all the parts. We got the, the pile of boobs.
2: He's like, <laughs> Oh, right one, a left one, ah, oh, this won't do mutton jeff, and he throws them up in the air. <laughs>
0: And then he, he's like, you know, the, the clock's ticking, like the storm is coming. So he's got to work fast. And then he grabs the one leg and he takes the shoe off. And he goes, ah, bunions. <laughs> <laughs> he just grabs a file and starts going to work on her foot. Oh, my God. That's
2: like, that is real disgusting to me.
0: <laughs> I have a little note here that says, sorry, Susie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he's, he's just like going through all the parts. He's piecing them together real quick, sewing her up. And then he just takes all the leftovers and haphazardly chucks them into the bin of serum. And <laughs> Because he picks up Elizabeth's head and he's talking to her. He's like, soon you're going to have a new body and you'll be back with me. And he's going on and on and on. And then he drops the head and it bounces. And he's like, oh, no harm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he
1: shakes it and you hear the rattle. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Like how many there- cans of Ghostbuster slime do you think are in there? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Maybe a hundred.
0: That's a lot of slime.
1: That's that's what it looks like. It's probably homemade, but it had that, like, the purple. Oh, it totally had the the old um, ectoplasm from the Ghostbusters yeah. toy line look. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm guessing it was just, like, KY jelly and food coloring, but it looked really close.
0: Considering it, it's, you know, Hen and Lotter and Troma team, like, yeah. It's it's definitely
1: something with KY. <laughs> it never when it came out originally, it wasn't trauma.
0: Oh, it wasn't. I thought that they well, they
1: helped produce it.
0: Like yeah, Kaufman was it. involved in it, but
1: yeah, it wasn't like a trauma release when it first came out. It was just like a, a regular video yeah, title. But, but I mean, they helped produce.
0: That's what I was yeah at. Like you know they I I'm sure Uncle Lloyd was involved in some fashion. Like because I know they you know him and Lotter are friends, so.
1: I'm
0: sure there was a a little cross pollination of of resources, but he finishes the body just as the storm is coming and we get our Frankenstein moment where he He also
2: left the fucking scissors on the table.
0: True. He did. (laughs) But he he opens the, the hatch in the garage and raises the Frankenstein table up into the sky. And like nobody notices in suburbia.
3: But, and
2: it's not even like just poking out through the top. Not just the tip; it's the whole fucking thing way up in the air.
0: The whole shaft is standing. The whole right shaft. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we see lightning strike the electrodes on the table, zapping Elizabeth. It comes, it comes down the shaft and into the lab and zaps the tank of parts. So it's like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to come into play. So he lowers the platform, and we see Elizabeth is now standing up, but still covered with the sheet. He yanks the sheet off her body, revealing the Hooker, and she says, Want a date? Going out? Looking for
2: some action? Got any money?
0: <laughs> I love it, because when he goes, he's like, what? No, I don't have any money. She goes, and just smacks him.
2: And she does like the lip curl all the time, too.
1: I <laughs> was going to say knocks that him out. I'm so jealous of people that can do that. Oh, that lip, the curl, lip
3: is curl, fantastic! That
1: like lip to the top lip goes one direction, the bottom lip goes the other, and it's, it's one of those things. Like you know, some people can't whistle. Yeah, yeah. like I, I just, I've always wanted to do that. And I can't do it, and I just think it's cool. <laughs> I was say I,
0: I actually am looking right now in a mirror. I can do it. <laughs> I've never tried it. That's funny. Um, no, that. Yeah, no, that lip curl that she does is so fucking iconic. But she smacks him and then stomps off into the night and her, her giant they're like the Susie, you described this when we tried to record this earlier. It was like the, the 90s shoes.
2: Yeah, they were like yeah. 90s like goth platform boots. <laughs> right.
0: They're like just it's great because you know Frankenstein always has those big platform boots, so of course she would have those. It's fantastic. No
1: nineties goth girl was her actual height. Because those fucking Jinko jeans, you never knew. Because she could have, like, 18-foot platforms on. You'd never know. (laughs) She could also have her friend hiding in her jeans, passing her stuff, you know. That's true. (laughs) The two friends in the trench coat tricked getting to the bar. Right.
2: (laughs) Oh, like Scooby and Shaggy.
1: So it's three friends. It's one girl on top and one girl in each pant leg of Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. So she goes stopping off into the night, or off into the night, and we get a close-up on the uh the tank of serum shaking back and forth with screams coming out of it.
2: Now he locks it.
1: Yeah. Tank then... is just a stand-up freezer.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I keep saying tank. Yeah, it really is just a stand-up freezer.
2: We're giving Jeffrey more credit. <laughs>
0: This so out we smash cut to the Frankenhooker on the subway with everyone freaked out except some teenage boy who looks like he's about to jizz in his pants. Yep. And I love the muttering, though, because there's people just and the, the if you have the subtitles on, it just says like subway muttering. Yeah, it's <laughs> <That's what's... laughs> like, what the fuck? She got a disease. Who is that bitch? Like, it's just all this funny ass, like one liners. And when she gets to the the young boy, he's like, oh, oh, oh," just kind of like moaning, like covers his (laughs) jacket.
1: Oh, my God. It took me 40 years to grow out of that around women. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ashamed to say it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So Jeffrey wakes up, realizes she's gone and rushes off to try to find her realize he's
2: already in the ignition well
0: because he goes why would she think i had why would you want money what he goes oh no you're not going back there and he rushes off to where he picked up the prostitutes
2: and found a parking spot in the middle of the night in times square (laughs) right
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i love it we cut to elizabeth getting off the subway asking everybody you know doing her lines you want a date looking for some action got any money and everyone that says no or says some kind of snarky comment, she just goes and throws them. <laughs> I, I love the Japanese tourists with the cameras just clicking away. And she's like, Rawr. it's like the villagers with the torches.
1: Yep. Uh, I may be wrong about this, but those guys were the film's producers. Oh, were they? <laughs> so awesome. uh, a lot of these early 90 horror movies with Troma and Hell got funded for the Japanese video market, so horror was huge in Japan, and they would just pre-buy movies on titles alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, if you ever wondered why Sergeant Kabuki Man, if you're a fan of it, had uh, that big Japanese slant to it, is because they wanted a movie just for the Japanese market. It's the same reason that Toxic Avenger Two takes place in Japan, is because they were huh. just throwing bags of money at uh, like New York City indie horror. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I never knew that. Also, why, like, street trash is so big is because
0: of Japan. I fucking love that movie. One of these days, we will get street trash on here. I, I love that film. Mm, <laughs> so, speaking of male nudity, there's that keep-away sequence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so eventually she finds what we're going to call Jimmy DeVito. He looks like Danny DeVito's cousin.
2: Or and the guy from Human Centipede 2.
0: Yeah, He also yes.
3: looks like that guy.
0: But he does want a date. And they head back to the hotel that Jeffrey had the party in. The whole time she's repeating random things from the hookers during the party. Like, you know, this is Jersey boy. And you only got 30 minutes. Blah, blah. So she's just like saying various lines. So they they get a room and head in. And I love it because little Jimmy DeVito is so excited. When he's getting the keys, he's like, oh, she's so eager. And he goes, <laughs> 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 they go run it off to the room he gets he like he starts stripping his clothes off and and she mentions the you know jersey boy wanting to play doctor and he's like oh yeah let's play doctor and she strips off her clothes and has purple nipples now i have a question here did are they purple because she was dead or are they purple because jeffrey just got freaky
1: <laughs> yes <They're> purple <laughs> because she's awesome and <laughs> Watching this last night, I, I have to say I'm so thankful that Teresa married me because <laughs> that would have been my fate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> P- piecing together random <laughs> prostitutes.
1: No, like just <laughs> or picking up Frankenstein prostitute. Oh and being so excited I'd ignore the danger. <laughs>
2: Of the Purple Areola? The usual Jimmy DeVito. (laughs) Purple Areola sounds like an art house band.
0: They were with Electric Vagina. Yeah. (laughs) They opened for Electric (laughs) Vagina. Yes. (laughs) We are Purple Areola.
1: (laughs) Touring Denmark
0: as we speak. Yep. Oh, my Lord. So she climbs on top of him. And we see the little check mark on her ass. She got got that booty. (laughs) And... Suddenly, he starts smoking. Like, smoke is literally coming off of his body. He goes, she has
2: an electric poison vagina. Yeah. <laughs> That's Purple Areola's only international hit. It's,
0: <laughs> it's kind of crazy that this is our second movie with an electric vagina.
3: Yep.
1: I think she's got, like, you know those, the you'd see them like Spencer's Gifts, those, like, the glass orbs with the oh, lightning yeah, yeah. inside of them. That's got to yeah. be her cities.
0: Oh, yeah. If you touch the nipple, all the, the zaps come to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's he's you know smoking and he's like, is it getting hot in here? She grabs his face, electricity zaps through him and his head pops off in her hands where he goes,
1: oh, that was wonderful before he dies. Yeah, that, that <laughs> would have been me. Thanks, Teresa. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you saved oh. me from death via electric vagina Frankenstein hooker.
0: Oh my God. So we cut to Jeffrey showing up in the city and he just starts asking random people if they've seen a purple lady. (laughs) I love it. One guy goes, Oh yeah, I had one for myself. And he he goes, what are you, some kind of Swede? (laughs) (laughs) And, And then it's a hard cut. Like he just says, what are you, what are you, some kind of Swede? And we cut back to Elizabeth, but she takes the money from the dude's wallet and leaves. And then we get some greasy dude standing in the hallway of the lobby talking about football. And then he's like, but I'm more of a one-on-one kind of guy. And then he just grabs her and he's like, how about I stick my tongue down your throat? (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? He starts making out with her and we get this wonderful cartoon moment where he (laughs) pulls his head back. Smoke shoots out of both ears and electricity zaps between his teeth. And we cut out to the window outside and we see his head just fly out of it and into a garbage can on the street below. Also super fucking sweaty. Yep. Yep. Although like you can even... smell him. <laughs> it's. But I feel like with that character, it's just because he's a grease ball. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure it was hot on the set, but I'm pretty sure he didn't shower when he went home either. So, but we cut back to Jeffrey. Uh, he pulls up to where two prostitutes are and asks them for help. He tells him he's looking for a purple girl. I love that he keeps saying that. And they just ignore that and start listing off the things they have. The girl goes, we got handcuffs, whips, enemas, dildos, rags, chain link, barbed wire, and feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause before Ed Feathers. <laughs> so he continues to describe Elizabeth and mention she has a tattoo of a Z on her arm. And uh, they look scared and go, that's one of Zorro's girls. And they're all dead. And I love it. He goes, no, 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 they're coming back. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> like, and then the pimp comes running over and asks Jeffrey what he knows about it. What you know to-
2: about? What you know about that?
0: <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I, I got to get back to my ER. I got-. He's like, I'll put you in a damn ER. I'll kick your ass. And so we cut to Frank and Hooker stomping down the street, yelling, want a date, going out. And she starts just throwing people around. She makes her way to the bar from earlier where Zorro conducts his business. Inside, we see Zorro explaining to some random little weaselly guy that he didn't lose his bitches. They blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because the guy talking to him completely ignores what Zoro's saying as he notices Frank and Hooker walking in. And he goes, yeah, yeah, Zoro, I'll catch you later. Lots of luck with them exploding bitches. <laughs> like, that line is so perfect. It really is. But suddenly the Elizabeth portion of Frankenhooker Hooker takes over as she sees the pretzels in front of Weasley guy. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, pretzels good. It goes to eat them. Oh,
2: so so the bartender animal. goes, does, she says something like, slow down on those, honey. And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: And it's like, not for nothing, but okay. i I get that they wanted to make the reoccurring joke that her mom was saying. But her mom was also a very thin woman. Spike is not right <laughs> so that's it's pretty fucked up. But she's blurting out random phrases from the party about Dr. Jeffrey. And this is where Zoro kind of like, you know, perks up and listens because he's noticed, like, you know, wait a second, this is the same shit that my girls were telling me about. Weasley dude gets excited and takes her over to a table and decides he's going to go down on her right there in the bar. So he
1: goes down under the table, all excited. There's pretzels all over the place. I I don't know what the fuck he he needed some fish sticks for.
2: (laughs) Dead fish sticks at that.
1: I was just going to say low
0: tide at the pier. (laughs) So he he gets down there and we just see his little legs sticking out. <laughs> and I love the, the one prostitute's like, oh, look at honey over there.
1: Just like
0: it's our Miss Thang. Like, look at Miss Thang over there. And then we we see smoke coming out from under the table. And then electricity arcs between the guy's legs and he fucking explodes. So people go running out in a panic.
1: It's like a toaster. You think like you could put like a slice of bread in Franklin Hooker's <laughs> snatch?
0: and it would just pop out nice and toasted is avocado
2: toast oh Oh, oh,
1: no no fuck that shit oh no
2: shit on the shingle oh yeah, cream tuna fish on toast
0: (laughs) that's not fun I don't like (laughs) cream tuna fish on toast so I've never had it and I don't want to (laughs) you're lucky I have however had the what is it chipped beef the, that, that version of shit on a shingle where it's the That's, chipped beef yeah. and the cream sauce. That's the shit on a shingle I grew up with. Yeah. I've had that. And it's very salty. Not, not a fan. But um, so. <laughs> That's what she said. It's very <laughs> <salty>. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to a homeless preacher uh, yelling about the horror of Babylon as Jeffrey pulls up. Hoping he's seen Elizabeth, because he's just going on and on, quoting from Revelations. And then he goes, so you've seen her? And he goes, she's in the bar. Just, I love this preacher. He's so ridiculous. So Jeffrey goes on and off to the bar. Meanwhile, in the bar, Zorro grabs Frankenhooker and starts yelling at her. And I love his comment. He goes, that's not your arm. Where'd you get that arm? That arm's one of my bitch's arms. <laughs> oh, my God. So he, she shoves him away and he runs up and punches her in the face, knocking her head almost off. Pink electricity comes arcing out of the stump. <laughs> people scream. Like, the people who didn't run out when there was a fucking explosion, like the the, the bar flies that are really determined to finish their beer, that's when they run out.
2: They want to see the old lady finish dancing. Yeah, this right. may be her. She, we don't know if Jesus is going to let her get up tomorrow. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. This is her last show. It could be. You haven't seen what she can do with a pogo ball. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, man. So, they, they, you know, people take
0: off as Jeffrey's coming in. Jeffrey grabs her, puts her head back on, and walks her out of the bar as Zora watches.
2: One foot in front of the other. That's right, Elizabeth. One foot in front of the other.
0: And I love as he's getting her to the car, the homeless preacher just keeps saying, I told you, I told you, I told... Like, it was like they told the extra, just repeat that phrase over and over again. And he just keeps saying it. And the whole time, Jeffrey's like, yep, yes, yeah. oh, oh, thank you, yep, yep, good man. Good man, you're a good man. (laughs) Yep, thank you very much, good man. (laughs) So they get in the car and take off. Zorro gets a cab and follows Jeffrey home. So this is where Act 2 ends. Any comments? I'm having a blast.
2: I'm having a blast as well. That one prostitute that was like, look at this thing. I don't yeah. know why, but anytime I watch this movie, I think of Wesley Snipes and Two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> <Yes>. Little Latin <laughs> boy in drag. Why are you crying?
0: <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Although I, do I, I have to say, I think I like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert a little bit more. I like them both a lot. But that one, this, the reason I like Priscilla so much is because the ping pong ball scene, <laughs> where, where the, the old guy is like, you can't do that with a ping pong ball. And then it's like, it just pops out.
1: Oh my God. Funny. Tu Fu Fu was like, what? That's when I really knew that Wesley Snipes is a great actor. Yep. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he just wanted to do bad Kung Fu action movies. So whatever. <laughs> but I mean, come on, you got to love him in demolition, man.
0: He's fantastic. I, no, I. Yeah.
1: I'm not saying I don't like his movies. I love Demolition Man, Blade. Um, Jesus Christ, that movie. The. Uh,
2: what we do in the shadows. Drug,
1: no, there's a drug dealer movie. Damn it. Terminal Velocity, but there's a movie where he, like he's King of New York. Oh or, uh, shit! It doesn't matter. <laughs> I like Wes Snipes.
2: He was drive in past where
1: he was. Uh, he was in jail all the time (laughs) because so it's in uh it's up by like jamestown where they held him Mm -hmm. and i used to drive past her all the time on my way home from like doing my sales stuff years ago and there's all these signs up that say like don't pick up hitchhikers all the jail towns in like the finger lakes and upstate have them Mm -hmm. and i was always hoping that like wesley snipes would be sneaking (laughs) out you know ride out and i'd be like oh my god it's (laughs) played no it never happened Oh, that would be fantastic, though.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as far as the movie goes, like, I, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm having a blast at this point. I love the background characters. Like, it, on my, my third and fourth watching of this for the show, like, I just kept paying attention to all the background characters. There, There's so much going on. <laughs> like, that's just overlooked behind. Like, just every character, I want to know their little story. Like, I want to know the story of the crazy old uh, you know, stripper. I want to know the story of Spike, the bartender and the crazy street preacher.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Helen Otter is like great about, you know, just finding characters and then making them a part of his movie. Yeah. So I think he was just hanging around 42nd Street and it's like, ah, there's crazy Ralph. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give him a story. And that's true though. Like every one of his films has like that
0: crazy background cast of characters. And I, I love it. But also, we mentioned it, but the, the weird lip thing that Patty Mullen does is, is just so fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Patty Mullen, more than just an attractive naked woman, she's a great actor. Mm-hmm. She can't pull off the comedy of, like, the physical comedy of Frankenhooker. And it's kind of unfortunate that, like, people didn't see it more. Yeah. Now but she
0: definitely I, has the chops.
1: She could have had a great career, and for whatever reason, I think, like, the stigma of Frankenhooker didn't help her but uh i think she could have had a a great like comedic run oh absolutely
0: because i mean yeah this is this this film is fucking hilarious and she's a big part of why but now we're gonna have the shortest act three we've ever had in any movie (laughs) so it's like a,
1: a really quick tales from the crypt episode
0: yeah this this is this wraps up fast so like we've we've got our threat now we know what's happening and it's just like This is just going to be bing, bang, boom, done. (laughs) So act three opens up with back at the lab. Jeffrey fixes Elizabeth's head with some metal clamps then zaps her back to life with electricity and laments. He doesn't know what went wrong.
1: He's like, you're not a hooker. You're not a hooker. I don't know why you think you're a hooker. I like how he just like he plugs a cord like an extension cord in. Yeah. (laughs) And and she's back to life.
0: And he's like, you're not a hooker. She goes, of course I'm not. Why would you say that? So now Elizabeth is in control of the body. He explains what happened, how she was dead, but he brought her back. <laughs> I love their little back and forth here, because she's like, really? How did you do it? He goes, oh, a whole bunch of things. I got it all written down over there. <laughs> like, that explains it all. Yeah. <laughs> but she tells him that he has to share this with the world. It's, it's an amazing gift. Like, he could save so many lives. And he goes, well, I can only bring back women, you know, because my, my serum is estrogen-based. So I can only bring back half the population. And I wonder if this is going to be important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Elizabeth, she freaks out and uh, when she realizes that her body isn't hers.
2: This isn't like, my arm. That's not my hand.
0: These aren't my breasts. What did you do? <laughs> and he tells her, he's like, I had to do a few unorthodox things to bring you back. There, there weren't enough pieces left to put you back together. <laughs> and she goes, I feel so strange. Like there's a bunch of women inside me. And Jeffrey professes his love for her. He's like, I love you. I love you now more than ever. And I'm like, wait, you love the cobbled together version more? (laughs) (laughs) And in the background, we see Zorro sneaking in. He grabs a machete from a table and just lops off Jeffrey's head, which bounces off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. because So effortless. Right. It's just one swift chop. And then Elizabeth screams, who are you? Why did you do that? And I love his response. He goes, no, no, no. The question isn't who am I, it's who are you? And from what I've been hearing, your ass is mine, and I'm taking possession of it right now.
1: (laughs) When she was doing that line, I I was reminded of Susie when she always does that. Who are you? What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Black Christmas.
0: (laughs) But... He, goes, he starts calling out all the different prostitutes. He's like, honey, Amber, Snow. <laughs> and I, every time he said it, all I kept hearing in my head
1: was Informer.
3: Informer.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, blame. I lick it, boom, boom, down.
1: Yeah, what are they saying? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I've never Informer. bothered to look it up. <laughs> Mumbles something. licky boom, boom, down. <laughs> He's the first mumble rapper.
2: I'm going to look it up.
0: Oh my god! So he's calling out all their names, and he holds up. He goes, "I know what you need. I got what you need." He holds up a bag of crack, and from behind him, the refrigerator of body parts creaks open, tips over, and spills the serum all over the floor. And out come a twisted mass of abominations made from leftover ladies. This is this is straight up
1: society. Such yeah, a, we Freezer see like these are
2: creatures now with inverted vagina
0: mouths.
1: Did, <laughs> did he make them, or did they, like, make themselves in the goop?
0: I think when the electricity zapped it, they, like, formed. Okay. Because it's all just, like, it looks like they're all just, like, fused together. Like, um, you know how Elizabeth is stitched together. These ones look like they just some kind of, like, melded together. But... <laughs> They grab Zorro and they're like, they trip him up. They're trying to get the crack out of his hands. He falls down and like a twisted mass of flesh with a face kisses him. And he starts screaming. And they're all giggling and drag him back into the freezer with them. And then they just grab the little baggie of crack and close the door. (laughs) So, bye-bye, Zorro. Doesn't one of them like
2: giggle? Like, like. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. My doctor giggles giggle.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then Elizabeth picks up Jeffrey's severed head, and she looks at him. And she goes, oh, Jeffrey. And she goes, wait, I have an idea. And we cut to Jeffrey waking up very confused. Elizabeth tells him that Zorro showed up, and, well, he was gone after that, basically implying Jeffrey was murdered. And she goes, but don't worry. I fixed everything. <laughs> and we get the reveal that Jeffrey's head is on a woman's body. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, boobs, boobs. Whose boobs are these? And he goes, "Where's my Johnson? What did you do?"
1: <laughs> As he's got
2: his hand over where it would have been.
0: <laughs> and she tells him, "Well, since your serum is only estrogen based, I had to use women parts." She goes, "I couldn't use your body or even Zorro's to put you back together. But the important thing is we're back together, and I love you, Jeffrey. I love you." And then we zoom in on his face going, "No, <laughs> Credits the <laughs>
1: end. That's some lesbian porn I'd check out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankenhooker's gone wild. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, final thoughts on this film. I love Stop it. what
1: you're doing. Because I'm about to be. ruin
2: the image and the style that you used to. <laughs>
1: No, this, watch this is it now something. it's short it's great it's on Tubi you'll love it. Yeah.
0: Also like, on Shudder. Yes. Oh I didn't even notice it was on Shudder. I've been wa- I was watching it on Tubi because I love I just love Tubi. There's a but, lot of commercials on the Tubi version. Yes. But yeah, I mean this is one of those movies if you have if you're a fan of low budget at all. Like even even if you don't like trauma but you like like a few direct to video stuff from the 80s, fucking watch this. It's so worth your time. Like, especially if you're a Basket Case fan, if you like Basket Case, you have no reason not to watch this. this is, it needs to be seen.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend you watch Basket Case, and then you watch Brain Damage, and then you watch Frank and Hunker.
0: Totally agree. But uh, as far as trivia goes, there, there's quite a bit, but I, I only grabbed a few. Uh, apparently this took 12 years to make, which is kind of crazy. Um, I love how, how Hennenlotter got the, the movie, uh, greenlit though. Apparently he just did like a quick improvised pitch at a meeting <laughs> and they were like, okay, make it. And then he wrote the script for the movie. So like, he just kind of came up with another spot. Like, yeah. So there's this Frankenhocker, um, Elizabeth, even though they don't really say her name in the, in the movie, her last name is Shelley, obviously from Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um, the film only cost $1.5 million to make, which actually makes it Lauder's most expensive film at the time. But uh, still, I mean, think about everything they got done for only $1.5 million. That's kind of crazy with the, all the effects. Yeah. It's nuts. It, it really is. Um, <clears throat> but apparently, <laughs> the producers told him that they had used up all their allotted funds for pyrotechnics during the exploding hooker scene to which Hedidlotta replied, how the fuck am I going to film the lab scene? And he ended up calling in a favor from some unlicensed pyrotechnics for the shoot.
3: And uh,
0: (laughs) Lorenz recalls the guy finishing the setup and telling him, don't worry, it's maybe safe. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I got to use that line now. (laughs) It's maybe safe. (laughs) Then this part I thought was hilarious. So they eventually cut an R rated film to, to market uh, in addition to the unrated. One of the trims needed to secure the R R-R rating was to limit the exploding prostitutes from six or to six from the uncut version of seven. So, <laughs> so at some point, the MPAA was like, no, 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 that's one too many exploding hookers. You got to take one out.
1: Look at the rule book, it's right here. Oh my God! Scorsese tries to get away with this every movie. <laughs> but you know what's funny about that is I think it's
0: it's a red, white, and blue in an American horror story. Um, it's a documentary all about the film industry. I think that's the one. But there's something where they talk about the MPAA, and they said that their rule book is so strict, they even have an amount of pumps you can have in a sex scene. So it's like if you cross the threshold of however many pumps, they tell you to cut back so many pumps. Yeah. It's like, that's how ridiculous they are. Like, I fucking hate the MPAA, but. they they don't mean
1: shit anymore. Exactly.
2: They're right but... up there with Hasbro. Am I right? <laughs>
1: <Fuck> yeah. <Hasbro. laughs> and LeBron James.
0: <laughs> Fuck LeBron James. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I... this. Uh... Oh, good.
2: I found the lyrics.
0: Uh-oh. Informer,
2: what? I can't even wrap it because it doesn't like hearing it in my head. Uh, Informer, you know, say, you know, say, daddy, me, snow, me, I go blame. A licky boom, boom, dem. Detective man say, say, daddy, me, snow, me, stab someone down the lane. A licky boom, boom, dem. I don't even think that's English. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. That's... You should open every Boogeyman's <laughs> Closet. With Susie saying those lines.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, man. <laughs> Write it. Let us know.
1: Daddy stay. Daddy stay. Licky boom boom down. And then, you know, cue the music.
3: <laughs> oh, no I
2: should do a spoken word like album like William Shatner.
1: You absolutely should. Yes, you should. <laughs> We could do an entire Patreon
0: episode where that's all it is.
1: Yes, <laughs> just oh you just My take God. a request and have Susie do karaoke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Lord! But uh, I- I'm sure most people know this, but apparently Bill Murray was a huge fan of this movie and publicly endorsed it around the time of its release. Like he was trying to get people to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Dario Argento said that this film was one of the best of 1990. So, which I mean, it is, <laughs> he's not wrong, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of fun trivia if, if you guys want to go on IMDb and check it out. But I just thought those those few things were fun, but uh, let's, we should probably wrap this one up. So we'll get to our social media here. So if you're, if you're uh, new to the show, want to follow us on social media, we're the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice usually handles, handles our Twitter, but do one of you guys want to tell him?
2: It's at Boogeyman's The Licky Boom Boom Dem.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, we also have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes, which this one should be uh, should have some fun in it. So definitely check that out if, if uh, you're so inclined. Um, we also have one episode per month that's uh, exclusive to Patreon. The higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail, pick episodes, etc. Um, we are also part of the Rad Pantheon Network, which is a bunch of artists and musicians and podcasters kind of a, a super team, if you will, of awesome shows and, and art and stuff. Uh, so check out RadPantheon.com or RadPantheon on all the socials. Um, and
1: we have another podcast on there, which, Mike, I'm going to toss it over to you for a little endorsement. Count Creepy Saturday morning Monster Mash. This week, we suggest children stick their hands in blenders. <laughs> <So> <laughs> give it a listen. You'll love it. You can get a
2: ninja out of a ninja.
1: Exactly. That's right. <laughs>
0: And uh, happy unbirthday, Susie. Thank you. I'm glad you picked this one because we finally got it on the show after talking about it for so long. It was a lot of fun to do.
2: I wish I got a Blanchelangelo, though. <laughs> and a <blender>. I know.
0: <laughs> There's always next year. <laughs> Sophia Tello.
1: <laughs> oh, God. You just, all right. Picture it. California, <laughs> dude. That's, that's it. You have to watch a lot of these. Golden Girls go <laughs> get that stupid joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, for those of you that like to watch the next movie before we cover it, episode 158 is going to be Bride of the Reanimator. So, we're finally getting to the sequel for Reanimator. So, uh, check that out if you're so inclined. But I think we're going to wrap it up here. So, as always, this is Mike saying goodbye.
2: Want a date? Got any money?
1: Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>